is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. Meat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson, Ben Watts, here in the driver's seat with you, talking fantasy football, having a good old time. Got a good episode today, Ben. It's, it's okay. It's, it's just, it's mediocre, it's, actually. It's okay. <laughs> Jam-packed episode today. We've got a mock draft on the show. We've got a lot of news to hop into from training camps. Lots of, a couple rumors few reported truths, and some mock drafting. It's going to be a fun one. Um, why don't we just hop right into it? How's that sound? Uh, whatever. I'm in a bad mood today. You're in a bad mood today. I'm uh, in a bad mood. You're, you're actually very peachy right now. You're like in your fake, you're in a fake curmudgeon mood right now. Yeah, well, I, I just got back from the gym. First time being back in like a couple weeks. That'll make been, you angry. Been out of it. So I'm a little little tired, but I'm ready so to do this. what happened was you looked at yourself in the mirror, just made yourself frustrated. I, I, I looked at my body and was ashamed. So I went to the gym <laughs> and worked out and then was ashamed <laughs> with my performance there. And then I had to come here and shame myself publicly with you. Which is humiliating. Yeah, it's it's just a lot, a lot going on. I I mean I relate to yeah, it. You know, like you look at yourself rough. in that mirror, and then there's there's people in there that look like they've been chiseled from marble, and then you're like, wow, I'm like melted ice cream. I'm like, what do you do? And they they tell me how their career's going. I'm like, what do you do? I I have a podcast. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> I'm I'm a hedge fund trader, and then they eight figures, and a then year. they stop. They stop talking to you. Yeah, they don't even ask what it is because they're jerks. No, they, they just walk away. This, this is truly, truly wild. Um, the Miami Dolphins are going to forfeit a first-round pick in next year's draft and a third-round pick in, third in 2024. Why, do you ask, Ben? Why, why do you think they might have lost a first-round pick? Any guesses? Uh, because their ownership is stupid. Yeah. Um, maybe because of like, (laughs) that's that's dead on, isn't it? Highly illegal activity. Maybe, um, tampering. Remember that story that came out over the summer that just seemed like it was the plot of a Hollywood movie. You know, it was, it was where they, um, they were trying to get Tom Brady to be an owner and they were going to get him to come play and then be an owner, and then they were going to get Sean Payton to come in, and it sounded ridiculous. Turns out it was all true. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that and is It sucks even worse for the Dolphins is because your first is gone next year, so guess what? That's another year of Tua that you have to stick with. Because yeah, I mean, there's no chance at a better option right now. No, unless they trade for one, and you're really probably not going to find a better option in the trade market. Uh, so, th- yeah, I mean, it, it probably does mean an extra year of Tua, whether you like it or not. That means I got to pick up his fifth-year option, pay him probably, what, $20, 22000000 million by that point? Um, too, too much? Yeah, way too much money because he's not actually that good. Yeah, I mean, that 
The Dolphins owner is an idiot. That's what we learned. Did you see his, um, he released a statement about it and it was hilarious because he basically said, um, cause the other part of this was Brian Flores a few months ago when they fired him said that they were basically suggesting that he should lose games. And Didn't they said they were going to pay him like a hundred thousand dollars or a year or something to lose games. It was a hundred thousand a game. Is per what, game to lose per game. Yeah, that was that was what Flores said. The I wish you would hire me to do things like that. <laughs> just give me a hundred grand to lose to be bad at I my job. I will sit there on the sideline and act like I know what I'm doing for a hundred thousand dollars a game to lose. Oh yeah, for sure. So I'll get my Madden playbook out. <laughs> apparently, that did not. Well, let's put it this way: there was not enough evidence to prove that that actually happened. Although it's heavily implied that the owner said, hey, you should lose games. But the owner kind of played it off like, oh, I didn't mean it sort of thing. But he never said like officially, oh, yeah, I'll pay you to lose games. So the owner, Stephen Jones, released a statement or Stephen Ross, whatever the crap his name is, released a statement saying, uh, you know, yay, we proved that we were not intentionally losing games. That was like slanderous, terrible I can't believe anybody actually thought that. And then he was like, yeah, I'm disappointed in the ruling that we um, tried to, to tried to tamper. I, I, I don't think that actually happened. And I was like, this, this guy literally said, when everybody knows based on the ruling that like they definitely insinuated to Brian Flores that he should lose games. Um, but but if it, I guess it wasn't officially recognized that that, that was a thing. So it's just... Just totally, totally wild. lose your picks. Of. It's you lose never a dull way. day in the NFL. No, that especially in training camp season. That that's just fascinating. Um, the NFL, as of today, we're recording this. What is what is today? Wednesday, August third. August third. The NFL appealed broke earlier today. Yeah, they appealed the Deshaun Watson ruling. He's probably going to get a longer suspension than the six games that Sue Robinson handed down. Um, I'm hearing it like at least a year. Yeah. Very definite for now. And I'm also seeing people say that there's going to be a fine involved as well, and that's going to be a pretty large portion of this. Um, and if it happens, they're saying in Deshaun's camp, like he's got a lawsuit prepared against the NFL. Oh, geez. Yeah, I... I guess we were happy uh, the, Monday that the soap opera may finally be over. Right. And now it looks like we are still nowhere even close to a conclusion. We do know that it needs to be resolved within the next couple of days. Uh, because if you remember when the uh, ruling was handed down, I think it was Monday, the NFL had three days to announce that they were going to appeal the ruling. And then they now have two days from now to officially hand down their their new ruling so it's i think it will be done you know early next week but my <clears throat> i guess my only worry is that again if the sean comes back and he's got a lawsuit prepared against the nfl then it's just gonna keep going and going and going yeah i mean it it might but i think the 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 actual case aside the whole deshaun watson stupidity aside, I don't understand why the NFL would appoint an arbiter 
And yeah, then exactly. when she hands down the decision, the NFL would say, actually, we don't like your ruling, even though they hired her to give them a ruling. Like, it you just, paid her it's so this. weird. You, you paid her a lot of money to give you this ruling with, I guess, the suggestion that whatever she rules, you're going to follow. The whole point of her ruling and being involved in this whole situation is because Roger Goodell is trying to do the PR move that, like, he's not, you know, the end-all, be-all with this situation. But if you read the fine print, he totally is because he can appoint himself. He can do whatever he the, wants. Yeah, he can appoint himself the head of the appeal so then he gets final say on what actually happens, which is, like, why even... Why even bring the arbiter in at all? It it doesn't make any sense to me. But I guess it. What do I know? Like he he had already had his mind made up essentially as to what he wanted, and then the arbiter decided against it. So now he's mad, and he's going to do still do what he wants. So yeah, I, ridiculous. Anyways, it'll it'll keep progressing. We'll keep talking about it. Um, I. It, I guess we can't really talk more about Deshaun Watson or the Browns until we know this next ruling. Um, so yeah, we'll yep, we'll so. get to that as it happens. Um, Marquise Brown, he got arrested for speeding. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> like probably does nothing crazy happens out of this. I wouldn't imagine. Probably doesn't get suspended. Probably doesn't. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's probably back in training camp like tomorrow or two days from now. But it's just like I know they okay, like he's, he went he's to jail, but that's I mean one of those things where he probably was out the same night or whatever. Yeah, he probably posted bail. He'll probably get a fine or something like that. Stupid criminal speeding. Love it. That means he was um, he was moving. If you got arrested, he was booking. You know, he is a he's a speedy guy. Oh so. yeah, he's. He's quite fast. He can scoot. Apparently criminally scoot. Boot scoot and boogie. Yeah, he, he's doing the boogie. Um, sadder news. Sadder news. Tim Patrick tore his ACL in training camp practice uh, Tuesday, so yesterday. Um, I think from a fantasy perspective, it is, you hate to say it, but I think it clears up that offense and is probably a easier situation to navigate for fantasy you feel really bad yeah. for tim patrick um and he's a he's a good player he's a i mean he's a he's very solid receiver yeah he's he's a very good nfl receiver and it looked like based on the uh the sets that the broncos were using um i was reading that tim patrick and Cortland sutton were their two primary receivers and then uh, judy would come in in the slot uh, but Tim Patrick was going to be on the field a significant amount of time. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really unfortunate because you would have liked to see him paired with Russell Wilson and see what he could do, even though everybody thought he would be the third passing option in the offense. He's going to get a chance to play a lot this year. Um, so that's, that's really unfortunate for him. What it does do, though, I think, Ben, it, it sort of clears up the passing pie a little bit for these other receivers. Oh, yeah. Um, it, I think means that Judy's probably an every down guy now. I think I thought he would be prior to this. Like I was thinking Jerry Judy's probably going to be on the field, you know, 85, 90% of snaps. Uh, but that wasn't quite the case. Now I think that is a sure thing. I'm of the I mean, opinion we all... that this, good. I'm of the opinion this boosts Sutton 
uh, makes Judy a little bit more stable, boosts KJ Hamler. Um, where are you at on this? I mean, yeah, kind of the same place. We were all expecting these guys to be good anyway. I think it just makes them a little bit safer with Tim Patrick out. So, I mean, that's one less big red zone option. So, we, I mean, Judy and Sutton are both being drafted pretty high. They're around wide yeah. receiver 17, 18 for each of them. And they probably still stay right about there, but I think they're a safer pick right where they are. Yeah, I was about to ask you, where would you kind of put Sutton Judy, even KJ Hamler, sort of in your rankings? Why don't we just focus in on Sutton and Judy? Because KJ Hamler's a bit more of a wild card. He just got He'll have those random long touchdowns, but that's about it. Yeah. Um I, I do probably, think that KJ um, Hamler gets like a safer target share than he would have otherwise. Like he's probably not just the one deep target. Like he might be what Van Jefferson was last year. That's kind of what I would imagine KJ Hamler will be. Probably decent for Javante and Melvin Gordon too, because they'll lean. It's still going to be the Russell Wilson show, but they're going to lean maybe a little bit more on the running backs. Potentially, yeah. I think maybe the only substantial you kind of can take it to the bank changes are Sutton and Judy have a safer floor. Um, I think Sutton especially, because I feel like, and and maybe it's just because I've been pounding the table for him all off season. I don't know, but I just feel like he is very secure in his number one wide out in the offense role. Uh, that outside guy for them. I think, I think that's pretty well solidified right now. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right, Ben. Let's hop into a mock draft. Hopping into it, Zimuck. we've got we, we've got a twelve-team, one-quarterback redraft mock. Um, I'm picking from the one hundred six. Ben, you're picking from the one hundred eight, or I guess the six spot for me, the eight spot for you. Why are we doing this? Because we both decided to challenge ourselves because both of us hate right where we're picking. It is <laughs> no fun. No, uh, these these are not enjoyable draft spots for us. They're just where I think more decisions have to be made at these spots. Exactly. Um, I would much prefer to be like one one o three, the three spot, the four spot, or at the end of the first round. I think that's where I'm really comfortable. If I've got the third pick, I've, I'm like pretty much locked in with who I'm taking. The fourth pick is sort of that way. Um, I would be taking Cooper Cup at the fourth spot pretty automatically, um, or if Justin Jefferson. I've seen a lot of him going like two. That would be wild. But yeah, I mean, people are taking him early, and then at the end of the first, I'm also like I I tend to know who I'm going to end up with there. Um, Saquon, Aaron Jones tend to fall to me there, and I'm pretty happy taking them at the end of the first round. Um, so yeah, middle of the first, got to make some more decisions. Why don't we get this thing rolling? Just pre before we do anything, too, we are using Sleeper. Sleeper's ADP, so sometimes a little funny, but we'll see. So start things off. Christian McCaffrey goes at one overall. Jonathan Taylor at two. Derrick Henry at three. Pretty routine, normal stuff. Um, those top three, I think, are pretty locked in. Cooper Cup goes with the 104. That's probably where I would have taken him. Uh, and then Austin Eckler goes at the five spot, which means... You got a pretty easy decision. In a, I, I think I do. Um, 
I can sort of shape my entire draft strategy based on this one pick, though. And that's where this is sort of gross. I feel like earlier in the draft, those top three picks especially, like you just kind of let it fall to you. Right now, I'm looking at Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase on the board, all guys that I like. If this were full PPR, I'd take Justin Jefferson and not even really think about it. Um, as it stands, it's half PPR. You would like to maybe go robust RB right here, get a few running backs, get a stable going. But I do think that um, Justin Jefferson's really hard to pass on, and I'm just going to take him here at the sixth spot. Jamar Chase, Chase goes, goes right after him. And then I am on the clock, and this is why I don't like this spot. We talked about it beforehand because I'm, I'm just there's so many decisions. You've got Dalvin Cook still sitting there, who I think is still safe. He's still going to have his volume. There's obviously injury concerns with him. There's Najee Harris, who very, very stable volume all around. You still got Joe Mixon's over here, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey. Um... And since it's 12, there's a longer turn than you would like. We're going to go go with a guy I've got a lot of faith in. And that is DeAndre Swift. Guy, I Interesting. think, has the potential to finish as the running back one overall. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong with that. Um whew. Team nine gets Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. That is wild. So Dalvin Cook goes at nine, Najee Harris at 10, Devontae Adams at 11, Joe Mixon at 12, Stephon Diggs starts off the second round, 201, Travis Kelsey at 202, CeeDee Lamb, and then Alvin Kamara, which leaves Ben on the clock with another decision. Another decision. This one, I think, several ways here. Several ways here. There's one guy sitting here who I'm I'm pretty confident in for this season, and it's Aaron Jones. Yeah, I do like Aaron Jones there. Um, there's another easy decision for me now at six. So Nick Chubb goes at the 206, which means at the 207, I think... Gosh. Second bar. Yeah, I, I really want to take Saquon. I will say, though, Mark Andrews at the 207... Like that feels like a good, ch- it's very tempting. Uh, if this were full PPR, I, w- I would take Mark Andrews and not think about it. But I do think that since I took Justin Jefferson in the first round, going tight end and um, and leaving myself without a running back in the first two rounds, that is not a bed that I'm willing to lie in. So I'm going to take Saquon Barkley, feel really good about him this year, uh, and just sort of see where the board falls in the third. Tyreek Hill goes at 208, Josh Allen at the 209, Leonard Fournette at the 210, Mark Andrews goes all the way at the 211. Uh, Javante Williams, at, or sorry, Debo Samuel at the 212, Javante, then Zeke, then A.J. Brown, then Mike Evans. Kyle Pitts goes right before me. I would have probably thought about it. <laughs> so now I don't have to, uh, which leaves me on the clock. I've got Justin Jefferson. I've got Saquon Barkley. And it's a tough one. I've got a I've got a tough decision. And I think it's really because of the scoring format. Um 
this would be probably pretty simple if it were full PPR. Um, but since it's half, I am pretty inclined towards running backs, and I think I'm going to take another one. Um, You're definitely going to take the guy I was going to. Yeah. Yeah, I Don't think I'm it. just going to... I think I'm going to go James Conner. Don't do it. You did it. I took James Conner. I feel like in that offense, he probably has a bit of touchdown regression, but he's the undisputed running back one in a great offense. He will score touchdowns, maybe not 20 of them, but I could see him scoring like 12 to 15 touchdowns. And um, he'll be really good. T. Higgins goes right after me, which leaves you on the clock. I think I know where you're going here. You do? I think I do. Let's see. So I've gone Swift, Jones, a lot of running backs. And I could go wide receiver here. I don't love any of the picks that are here. So I think I'm just going to take the first rookie off the board. Brees Hall. Ooh. 3-8. Justin Herbert goes right after him. Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, Deontay Johnson, Darren Waller, and I am back on the clock. Who did you think I was going to go? I really thought you would take Cam Akers there, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought about it, but I think, I don't know, Brees, Brees has got a lot of potential. Acres, yeah, Acres probably would have been a good pick too. Yeah, I like I like Brees a lot <laughs> at the three hundred eight. I think that's a good good pick for you. If he, I've seen him slip sometimes into the fourth round in like home leagues. Um, if Brees Hall ends up in the fourth round, that is, I mean, that's so easy. That's it's a steal <laughs> is, and a half. That is a steal and a half. Getting him at the three eight feels pretty good. Um, Justin so Herbert think, got all the way into the third round of this one. Yeah, I, I had uh, honestly thought about Justin Herbert there because he's going to, gosh, I think he's going to have a huge year. So he goes to the 309, and then Patrick Mahomes went, what is that, five picks later. Um, yeah. That's, that is wild. Uh, quarterbacks are going early and often this year. So I'm back on. Oof. It's a tough, to, I, I need a wide receiver. There's one guy I like right here, Michael Pittman. Wow. Okay. Michael Pittman, and then David Montgomery goes. I would have probably taken David Montgomery. I like him a lot. But that leaves me with a pretty easy decision. I'll be totally honest with you. I'll go DJ Moore as my wide receiver, too. I feel like a, he probably... That's a good wide receiver, too. That's a very good wide receiver, too. I feel like DJ Moore probably finishes... If not a top 12 receiver right outside of it, maybe like wide receiver 13, 14 at worst, I feel like he's going to be really good this year. Um, Terry McLaurin goes right after Elijah Mitchell, then DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddell, J.K. Dobbins to round out the fourth round. Cortland Sutton, the first pick in the fifth. That's tough. He's going He's going early. Um, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Jerry Judy goes. Allen Robinson leaving me back on the clock. Hoo-wee. In the fifth round. Um, Don't like it anymore. I mean, I think the running backs that I had interest in are now gone. 
I don't want to take any of the running backs that are there until at least the sixth. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is an option. A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris are all options that I could take, but I don't like any of those guys in the fifth round. Um, I could do a couple different things. There's two different ways I could go here. I could get my quarterback... And I think the fifth round is probably the earliest I would think about taking a quarterback this year. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to take Justin Herbert's wide receiver two, and I'm going to get myself Mike yeah. Williams as my wide receiver three. That's who I was going to go. Dalton Schultz oh, goes a, right after me. That, that was my shame. tight end. That was my tight end target. I really wanted to wait and get Dalton Schultz in like the sixth or seventh. That didn't happen. Uh, so that leaves you on the yeah, clock. Yeah, I think the, the cat's out of the bag on Dalton Schultz. Everybody's in on him. Yeah, I think everybody realizes what a good value he is. That sucks because I I really love Dalton Schultz as like a mid-round tight end. You can wait a little bit and get a guy that I think is probably a top five tight end this year. But back on the clock, I since you didn't take him, I think I'm just going to get my quarterback. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson and hope for yeah. the best. Yeah, Lamar would have been my other option there. Um, he should be really good this year. I, I think I think he's going to be back to being a top five quarterback. Um, Chris Goblin goes right after. Kyler Murray, he's another guy. I feel like Lamar and Kyler are sort of interchangeable, um, and their ADP shows that. They went within three pick, two picks of one another. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, at the 5'11", Amari Cooper to finish out the fifth. Brandon Cooks, first pick in the sixth. Amon Ross St. Brown, Damian Harris, and the Too idiot high. himself, Marquise Brown, leaving you back on the clock, Ben. Back on the clock. Uh, could be an interesting. This, one, this one's interesting. I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon, even though I already have Aaron Jones. That is really interesting. I would probably not do that. <laughs> Why? If, Why not? If I'm totally... I mean, I don't like stacking running backs on the same team, but he is your fourth running back, uh, so he probably... I don't know. That That's an interesting... I don't hate it, but I don't think I love it either. I like it. Fair enough. I mean, A.J. Dillon, a lot of people are taking him as their RB2, RB3 anyway. So now, not only do I have my handicap for Aaron Jones, he's also, I mean, probably going to have very good standalone value. Like we've said, a lot of the when there's this many vacated targets, so much value goes to the running back. So Aaron Jones is going to have a big season, and A.J. Dillon can probably be. I don't think it's unreasonable for him to be a top 20 running back this year and Aaron Jones be top 10. Yeah. Yeah, I it, I could see it happening. Um, plus, I guess theoretically you have yourself a handcuff. Uh, he'll have pretty great standalone value. Um I've got a wide receiver conundrum. Um, Not really. Miles Sanders went right after you. So far, I've got Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Mike Williams at wide receiver, Saquon Barkley, and James Conner at running back. And I am a bit conflicted here. I guess I'm just going to bet on the talent and maybe this is too early. I don't know. Maybe it, he could be a crazy value at this point. Um, 
I'll take Michael Thomas at the 6-7. Wowza. Okay, Joe Burrow Boo. goes right after. Adam Thielen. Jalen as Hurts. much as I love Joe Burrow, still too early. That's too early. Jalen Hurts in the sixth. That I love that. Um, I was hoping I could get him around later, to be honest with you. Uh, Kenneth Walker goes at the 6-11. Travis, or not Travis, TJ Hawkinson at the 6-12. Drake London at the 7-01. Mooney, Bateman, Elijah Moore, Gabe Davis. Back on the clock. Makes me sad to see Bateman go. I was hoping to get him. Bateman would have been really nice right here. Um, You know, I should probably look at getting a second wide receiver. Probably should. No. I don't need a wide receiver. All righty. I'm going hero wide receiver. Hero wide out. Love it. I... Again, tough decision. I don't really like the way the board has fallen. I'll be totally honest with you. That's why we don't like these picks. Yeah, these picks stink. (laughs) I hate the middle of the first. um, Or I guess not the middle, just the middle in general. The middle in general. It's, It's just... There are the guys that I would love to have are just all gone. So I could go Kareem Hunt here, get a third running back. Make he a mistake. is. You think that's a mistake? I don't know. I'm just messing with you. I mean, I don't love it because I guess Deshaun Watson might not play at all, and that offense might be terrible if he doesn't play at all. Um. You know what? Uh, we're not going to think about it too hard. I'll just go Juju Smith-Schuster. Get another wide mm-hmm. receiver on a good offense. Hope it works out. Dak Prescott goes right after. I still haven't taken a quarterback. Nor a tight end. I'm loading up at wide receiver. Uh, ben, you are on the clock. And I need a wide receiver. And sure, why not? Let's go a rookie. Let's go Traylon Burks right here. Fair enough. Devontae Smith goes at the 709. That was a big ceiling. Yep. Yeah, Hopkins, I, Hunt, Patterson, Russell Wilson. I don't oof, how'd you pass on him? I forgot, didn't know he was on the board. Yep, he's he's on the board. I am back on the clock. And I need a lot of things for my team. Got a lot of holes <laughs> here. <laughs> Not going to reach on a tight end. I think a lot of guys are reaches at this point. There are there are a lot of a lot of reaches on the board. Let's go a guy that according to sleepers ADP is a reach. However, I do not think he's a reach, and that is Alan Lazard. Yeah, I don't mind that. Round. I don't mind Lazard. I have felt like I mean in the eighth round. You've been singing his song the whole offseason. I have. I do. I do like Alan Lazard. I like him in the eighth round. I think that's a good pick, even though the ADP said that was a reach. Tony Pollard goes right after. Um, I'm going to get my third running back. I'm going to go Rashad Penny, get a guy who's the lead back. Get a couple games out of him. Yeah, get two solid games. (laughs) The number one guy on a run-heavy offense. Crap. Trey Lance. (laughs) That's who I wanted. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Okay. Trey Lance goes right before you. Oh, God. I was going to take Trey Lance in the ninth round. All right. Devin Singletary went, then Brandon Ayuk, Garrett Wilson, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Chris Olave, Tyler Lockett, Ramondre Stevenson, Dawson Knox, and then right before my pick where I would have taken him, Trey Lance. God, that sucks. That is unfortunate. I wanted him so badly. Well, well, Josh, board is not favorable right now. The board, the board sucks, Ben. Let's let's keep it one hundred. The board is not good at all right here. Um, yeesh, I hate it. I loathe it. But I think I have to take my tight end. I hate all the options. I think I just hate this guy probably the least. Um, I'm going to barf in my mouth, but I'm taking Zach Ertz as my tight end. Aaron Rodgers goes right after. Ben, you were on the clock. Tell me that Zach Ertz as my ninth round tight end was not a mistake. Uh, That's not a good pick. (laughs) That's actually probably not a terrible pick. He's going to give volume in that offense, especially with D-Hop out, and I don't know what's going to happen with Hollywood Brown probably doesn't get suspended. Maybe he does, so there's be a couple good games there. Ugh, I don't love what I'm having to do here. I've gotten a lot of rookies. Do I keep the rookie train going and be that guy? Yeah, why not? Who just loves a, the rookies? I see a rookie on the board that is right there for the taking. There's actually a couple that you could go you here. Talk, but. You talking about Sky Moore? Because that's what I'm taking. Yep. Sky Moore. Yeah, I could see it. Like he is a potential shot at the wide receiver one in that offense. And that's a very valuable role. Um, Christian Kirk goes right after Robert Woods at the 9-10, Melvin Gordon at the 9-11, James Cook, 9-12, Pat Fryermuth goes at the top of the 10th, Russell Gage, Damian Pierce, Chase Claypool, and Ben, you're back on the clock. Back making horrible decisions. I need a tight end. Yes, you do. But I think I'm going to wait one more round. <laughs> there's no good tight ends yeah, left. It's, it's, there's no point. There, there's really no great positions anywhere. Do I... Do I just go out and take maybe... My backup quarterback here. Just have that locked in. Mike Jasicki's the best tight end on the board, but we're talking about some bad stories that are coming out about him in training camp with blocking. Uh, sure, let's go. Let's go with Jameson Williams here. Another rookie. Why not? Fair enough. If he comes back later in the season, could have some could have some value. It could be pretty decent. Um, loading up on the uh, rookies. I'm going to take my quarterback now. Mike Jasicki just crapped on him. He went right after. I'm going to take Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins both Mr. are kind Bland of my himself. Yeah, they're my safety blanket quarterbacks when all the other things don't work. So, in a one quarterback league, twelve teamer, the way we've got it set up. 
I'm going to give away my secrets here at quarterback. All right. My thought process at quarterback is think about Lamar or Kyler Murray in the fifth. And I thought about it briefly and ended up passing and going Mike Williams in this mock draft. Um, If I go receiver there, which I'm almost always going to take probably like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, or Mike Williams in the fifth round. Um, If I go receiver, that means I'm going to pivot and try and get Trey Lance in the eighth or ninth round. And then as we saw, I did not get Trey Lance. So my safety blankets are Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins. Today I'm feeling like a bit of a Raider. Uh, I'm going to take Derek Carr as my Isaiah Spiller, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Kadarius Toney, Ronald Jones, Cole Komet, MVS, Alexander Madison, and Rashad White. You are back on the clock, Josh. And the board sucks. Um, you know, there's, there is a very interesting player here. I'm going to take Tyler Algier, who's got a chance, I think a pretty good one. Yeah. To be the the number one running back. Yep. I, I think he will get the majority of the workload for them. It's a redraft league, redraft mock. I feel really good about Tyler Algier as a later round dart throw. In Dynasty, I'm not super stoked about him, but uh, he could be pretty interesting this year. Could be a good value. Hmm. Tyler Boyd goes right Chris, after, which leaves Chris, Ben on the clock. Christian Watson's still on the board, but I I just don't have a good feeling about him. I don't either. I'll I be guess honest. I could... Actually, no. There's a there's a running back still on the board that I I think could have some value. Naheem Hines. I actually like the role he may have in that offense. So, I'm fine taking him there. Interesting. So you passed on tight end twice, and uh, Cole Komet went, and Oku Ibanam went, Hunter Henry went. So you are scraping the bottom of the barrel at tight end. Uh, Jahan Dotson went right after. Or sorry, Kirk Cousins, Jahan Dotson, Trevor Lawrence. Deshaun Watson goes in the 11th. That's probably a mistake. Uh, Christian Watson at the top of the 12th. Darrell Henderson, Hunter Henry, Alberto. And Ben, you're on the clock with zero tight ends. Yep, I am I am going to take my tight end here. There's one guy I still like ha- to have a breakout year. It's Gerald Everett. Right now, he's the number one tight end for the Chargers. Justin Herbert is primed to throw for a gazillion yards this season. So he's a he's my late round tight end target. Fair enough. Don't hate it at all. Um, at this point, you're looking for any upside you can find. So and I think he's I the highest upside left on the board. Um. All right. This would have been a good spot for Tim Patrick. May he rest in peace. But uh, that ship has unfortunately sailed. All right. I'm gonna go. Yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. It looks like it's going to be receiver, and I'm going to take Jacoby Myers. Dang it. Marlon Mack is a no-go. The Mack attack, baby. Oh, dear. Uh, So I took Jacoby Myers. Probably going to be pretty decent. Tim Patrick Um, goes at the three at (laughs) (laughs) 13-5. 
Obviously, Sleeper's think, ADP has not fixed itself. I don't yet. think they know he's hurt yet. Do they, do they know he's got an ACL? It's a redraft league, and we're taking a guy who's out for the year. Love it. Uh, Irv Smith went, then Tua, then Justin Fields, Kenny Galladay, Jarvis Landry, Matt Ryan, Marlon Mack. Hey, ice. David Njoku, Khalil Herbert, Tim Patrick. May he rest in peace. And I'm back on the clock. Um, all right. All of these guys are dart throws at this point in the draft. We have two picks left. I'm going to take... Whew. I've got one dart throw I still like. I have two. And I don't know which of them I prefer to the other one. Well, make sure it's not the one I want. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to take the guy that profiles as the wide receiver two on his offense, on an offense that was pretty prolific last year. Okay, it's not go the Jay- guy I want. We're going to go Jalen Tolbert in the 13th round. That's a good pick, especially with... Uh, oh, gosh, what's the guy's name who got hurt? Yeah, James Robinson has a Jones fracture in his foot. So he is done for, I guess, pretty much all the fantasy-relevant action this year. Um, Jen Tolbert's going to get a chance to really play this year and be a starter for a pretty prolific pass offense a year ago. So we'll see how that pans out. George Pickens goes right after. Ben, you are on the clock. You didn't take my guy, so I'm happy. I'm going to take Kenneth Gainwell. That was... My other guy. <laughs> that was Thank the other one I thought about. I gave a fleeting thought to Julio Jones, but I decided against it. And, uh, and I'm now, now realizing you left defenses. defenses on here. Yep, uh, there are defenses. So you have well, to take one. I'm going to go completely in opposition. I'm not going to take a defense. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I am going to take... Famous Jameis Winston with my last Ooh. Pick. Gross. Well, just for I'll kicks be a rule follower. I'll take my defense. Um, there's a defense that I like because you have four great matchups early. You get really garbage quarterbacks the first month of the year. And so the Cleveland Browns are going to be my defense. And then uh, the draft is over. So, Ben, how... So- how do you feel? Uh, like a championship is brewing. That's how I feel. <laughs> your team is is what? What is, what is your team? We're looking at Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Michael Pittman, Traylon Burks, Gerald Everett, Brees Hall, AJ Dillon, with Alan Lazard, Sky Moore, Jamison William, Naheem Hines, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jameis Winston on the bench. And my starting lineup is Derek Carr at quarterback. Saquon Barkley and James Conner are the running backs. Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Michael Thomas as the wide receivers, Zach Ertz as my tight end, the Browns as my defense. And I've got Juju, Smith-Schuster, Rashad Penny, Tyler Algier, Jacoby Myers, and Jalen Tolbert on the bench. I do not like this draft position because there's too many decisions. And as you can tell by looking at my roster, I don't make good decisions. (laughs) You like it when it just sort of falls into your lap. I want the easy one like 
just Jonathan Taylor sitting there at 102. Yeah, that's easy. Give me him. Yeah. Even um even like Derrick Henry at the 103. Really easy. Cooper Cup at the 104. Really easy. And I don't um, mind like the 111, 112 to where you just get your pick of whichever big guy fell. Pretty much. So you get you and, get um, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, that kind of guy. I love them at the end of the first. Yeah, I, I think that that is a, a really nice spot. You end up usually getting a workhorse running back that is a little bit overlooked or a guy like Devontae Adams that, I mean, he's he's going to be really good. He's still going to be good. He's going to be really good. Um, so, yeah, uh, we we tackled the middle draft spots. Didn't love it, but I had a fun time. Um, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend about it. It's getting to that point of the year where fantasy is brewing. We're about a month away from the fantasy season starting. Uh, check us out on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore. Uh, we got a bunch of fun stuff over there. A lot of information to help you win your fantasy football leagues and just draft better. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next week. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.